East Durham College. Business Bites. In business, for business. Do you live in County Durham or its surrounding areas? Are you fed up with your existing role at work? Or do you have a business that you need to future-proof? If you don't know where to start to access training for you, your colleagues or your business, East Durham College can point you in the right direction. Find out about our services, our staff, programmes and expertise in this podcast series. Make sure you press follow now to not miss an episode. In business, for business. East Durham College. Business Bites. East Durham College. Business Bites. In business, for business. Hello and welcome to the next episode of the East Durham College Business Bites podcast. My name's Sarah Jolly and I'm the Business Development Manager here at East Durham College. And today I'm joined by Paul Taylor, who is our Team Leader in Quality and Compliance here at East Durham College. That's a fancy title, Paul. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your role here and how long you've worked at East Durham College? So I've worked at East Durham College since November 2010. Uh, it's quite a long time, various roles in MIS exams, apprenticeship team, being an apprentice myself. Um, my job roles are, I think, around compliance and support in relation to apprenticeships. Brilliant. So we've got a few myths to dispel in this chat, Paul, which we thought would be quite useful with somebody with um, the amount of experience and knowledge that you have. So one of the first things we're going to talk about is the apprenticeship levy, which seems to baffle quite a lot of businesses, no matter the size of business. So first of all, we'll think about it from a business that actually pays the apprenticeship levy. What even is that? So the levy is a HMRC tax on business, effectively, for those with a wage wage bill of £3 million. um, And it's only used for apprenticeship training for their workforce. Perfect. So somebody who is obviously got a a decent workforce, so they're paying a canny bit of money in their wages, they're paying this tax... And if they don't use that tax, what happens to it? Effectively, they lose it. There's no other way to spend it at the moment. You can transfer levy funds to other businesses, but um, effectively it's a loss if not used in one way or another. Yeah. So ultimately, the biggest bit of advice here is if you're a levy payer, please spend it. Definitely. And we'll help you you spend it, Paul, won't we? Yes. Use it for your training of your staff, upskilling your workforce, your supply chain, all the rest of it. Get it used because you lose it. So this is a tax that they're going to pay regardless. But what they can do with that money when they pay that tax is use it to train their workforce. That's it in a nutshell, would you say? Yes, only for apprenticeships at present or transfers to other employers. Right. So if we've got one particular business that is big enough to pay the apprenticeship levy and they are using some of that to train their apprentices, but they've got leftovers, what can they do with that money? They can speak to their supply chain or... um, other companies within within the chain and and transfer it for training so so they can they can effectively fund training for other other businesses and support them does it matter about the size of those businesses in the supply chain yes and no so if they are already a levy company they will already have a levy pot so if they've already got funds available there will be no need for a transfer mm-hmm. um but if they're a small company it would effectively waive the five percent contribution that that small company would have to pay Make, making their training free. Which is a massive, massive plus point for any smaller company who doesn't pay the apprenticeship levy because we know fine well they do have to pay that 5% contribution to any apprentice that they would take on. But if they are working with a supply chain company 
who will donate them that money. It just means it's completely free. Yes. Fantastic. Now, in the instance that I'm an apprenticeship levy payer, my company, and I haven't spent any of that, what happens to that money? So it, it effectively goes back to government and is lost. It goes back, goes back into the coffers. Yes. And can't ever be retrieved. No, and you keep putting in month on month and you'll constantly lose it until you start spending it or transferring it. Which I think is a really great point because I think what some people think of is they see the training costs for an apprentice and I'm going to use round figures here. Say an apprentice training programme that somebody wants to do is £10,000 and they are going to be able to fund only um, four people for that. Do you think they realise that as that money comes out every month, it's also accruing every month? Probably not. Um, they can check on their finance section of their own service account, but that comes down to certain individuals having access, fully understanding and appreciating the levy consequences of spend and not spend and potential overspend. And, and it's again, it's a balancing act, which we can help with as a provider. But you have to talk to us to, to allow us to do that. Yeah. And you've interestingly mentioned there the digital service account. Yes. What is that? Again, it's a, it's, a, it's a fancy system that is linked to HMRC, PAYE schemes that employers tap into, and it, it's all linked to the end wage bill. And it's all, it's all based on the tax, the allowances, what's topped up, and what is either utilised or, or lost in the system. Mm-hmm. It's just a digital system, mm-hmm. monetary system that we need to be spending mm-hmm. um, as an employer. Brilliant. So if you were a smaller company and you haven't even paid the apprenticeship levy, so you were, you don't have that wage bill that we were talking about, that £3 million, you possibly have never even needed to set up one of these accounts. Where on earth do you start there then? Again, um, we can support with that, but it's the same website, just that you don't have the, the funds there available to spend. You are effectively reserving and applying for funds for your apprenticeship recruitment intent we then service that when we go through the process of appointing an apprentice, making sure everything's lined up. Um, and obviously we will charge the 5% if, if needed, because we have to. Um, typically with small em- small employers, the accountant leads on it because they, they don't deal with all the, the tax side of things of the business or the wages. Um, so it's key that we get in touch with the right people um, and we can support the wraparound service from there. So ultimately what we're saying here is, is if this is an area of training that you've really not entered into yet as a business, whether you are a levy payer or not, you're kind of missing a trick by not even investigating. That's what we're saying here. Definitely. You you can't access anything unless you, you get in touch and and make the opportunities become available, basically. So one of the biggest things is is the classic, who would you get in touch with and how would you get in touch with us? Again, our apprenticeship team, our business development officers um, at business at eastdurham.ac.uk or give us a ring. Our contacts are on the website as well. Again, just just get in touch and we'll guide you through the process. Because I think the biggest thing here is is about the support and, and you've mentioned wraparound support for businesses. Um, and the one thing that we know if you're a smaller business is it's not massively time rich. So actually the service that we can provide is really essential to make sure that they get it right first time, would you say? Definitely, yes. So we provide loads of support in terms of helping with recruitment, the application process, the arranging of interviews and, um, you know, making sure that that apprentice is right for the business, has the opportunity to develop in the apprenticeship, can meet all the requirements of the apprenticeship and pulling all parties together between the apprenticeship, the provider and the employer 
to make sure that it's a success from the start. So how does that work for existing companies? So the people who are just maybe looking to upskill their workforce, how does it actually work for those? So anyone can do an apprenticeship, um, regardless of age, as long as there's a training need. Um, apprenticeships are very good in getting learners, knowledge, skills and behaviours developed, expanding the workforce and getting the, the employer wider net reach of work age and workforce, re- revamping it, moulding staff to what you need them to be in, in terms of outputs and progressions. So in other words, this is a real opportunity for businesses who are actually paying the levy and they should be utilising every single penny that they pay in this levy tax. Yeah, 100%, whether they're passing it down the supply chain or um, funding their own workforce delivery and expanding their workforce and reaching their business potential in terms of profit and loss because at the end of the day, employers need to meet their targets and, and grow. Perfect. So thinking of the polar opposite of this apprenticeship levy kind of business, if you have a smaller business and you don't pay the levy, how does that work for those kind of businesses? So the government funds 95% of all apprenticeship training. In that, in that instance, employers would be required in some cases to contribute the 5%. Sometimes the 5% is um, also government funded, but that's all circumstantial on the business needs, the business size, um, the age of the apprentice and all them factors kind of pulled together. Yeah. So basically what we're saying is it doesn't matter what size your business is, whether you pay this levy or not, you should be tapping into the apprenticeship training programmes that everybody's got. Yeah, because if, even if you're a levy employer and you spend your allocation, you then drop onto this 5%. And in terms of the training, you still get 95% of that training for free. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes that's a little bit of the confusion, isn't it, with regards to that 95% funded, not 95% to be paid. Exactly, yes. People get a little bit confused by both of those things, don't they? Um, so ultimately, if you want to future-proof your business using the apprenticeship route to either grow or upskill your current workforce or bring new people in, both of those factors are actually quite work quite instrumentally together. Yes, definitely. Yeah, perfect. So from your point of view, obviously I know you've worked really closely with the apprenticeship team here. And what you don't know about the compliance side of these things, it's not worth not knowing. Let's face it. But the other side of the work-based learning team that you work in is some of our adult education and distance learning products as well. Do you want to give us a little bit of an overview of those as well? Yeah, so our employment services are bespoke services for employers where there's uh, demand niche training. We can put packages together, look at what funding is available, what qualifications we can access. And again, it's another route of upskilling workforce, um, training staff. And, and again, it all comes down to that bottom line of happy staff, progression, and business outputs. So really, um, you know, your team, um, which is obviously a huge part of the work-based learning team here at East Durham College, has again quite an instrumental part to play in working really closely with employers within our geographical area. Um, and that's more so about accessing those funding pots that people might not necessarily know how to access because, you know, it goes against um, what everybody thinks is the usual, if you don't know it, you don't know it. Yes. Um, what would be, what bit of advice would you give a business if they're not sure about how to approach their training needs? What advice would you give them? It would just be to, to get in touch with their business development team, um, discuss your business opportunities, what your needs are, if you have training needs, uh, what your existing staff are, if you have vacancies, opportunities to um, signpost new, new staff into the business. Um, and basically we can put packages together 
We can use our distance learning off-the-shelf packages that are ready-made. Um, they're accessible online and in paper format. We can talk about apprenticeships and the levy and how everything works there. And we can look at employment-based services where, in some cases, based on cohorts, we can come out and deliver on-site to you if there's an adequate training, training room and so on um, and, and have a conversation, see what we can do and get, get everything off the ground. Do you think that's one of the big things, and I, I guess it's a real selling point in further education, is about that flexible approach with employers? Do you think that's something that we kind of undersell a little bit? Definitely, because we we do we have support with apprenticeship recruitment. We do interviews in house, um, so basically the employers get the best candidates. Um, and likewise with the bespoke training, we we come out, we listen to your needs, we we can we can help source staff, provide staff, um, deliver all the training either in college, remotely, or um, in, in the employer premises if need be. Amazing. So pretty much we're a one-stop shop for any training. 100%. So and we'll support where we can. Perfect. And I think, if nothing else, what a great positive episode of this podcast that is, because I don't think people realise just how many funding streams, funding pots, bits of you know uh, support that's out there, isn't it, for businesses to grow in this area. I think that's a huge thing that we need to remind people of. So in the first instance, you know, we need to take Paul's advice and, and get in touch. So thank you for talking to us today, Paul. No it's problem. been really thank useful. You. And if you would like more information on our expert advice around, as Paul mentioned, apprenticeships, funding, distance learning, CPD, just drop us an email at business at eastdurham.ac.uk. And thanks so much for listening. And if you'd like to get our next episode straight to your feed, do give us a follow. East Durham College. Business Bites. In business, for business.